Hello and welcome to the second episode of Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. Red Lips and Stilettos is an industry hub and creative space for the beauty professionals. I'm Kerry, your host, who'll be releasing new episodes every single Friday and the founder of Red Lips and Stilettos. Here we are removing the competitive gap and giving you as the beauty professional a voice to be heard within our industry. This platform is created and dedicated to the beauty industry professionals, giving you new ideas, possibilities, and options to consider for your career. We serve to help connect you to the beauty professionals who've been there, done that, and experienced a world and more of what our professional beauty industry has to offer. Grab your coffee, get comfy, and enjoy. This is Red Lips and Stilettos. Our guest today, Tiffany Jade, has traveled the world and got paid doing it by working in the spa on cruise ships. Tiffany has experienced Steiner, Canyon Ranch, and has just recently launched her own freelance makeup business. Today, we welcome a good friend of mine, Tiffany Jade. Hey, Tiffany. Hey, what's up? (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today on the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So a little background information for the listeners. Um, Tiffany and I met over a year ago while working on a cruise ship together in the spa. And I was so excited for you to join us today because I believe you have so much experience and insight that you can bring to the table today. Yeah, definitely. I can answer any questions that you have. Perfect. So I wanted you to share your story from the mm-hmm. very beginning. Um, you've traveled the world, you've been in the beauty industry for several years now. How did it all start? So um, basically the college that I went to, which was the International Academy of Health and Skin Care, which is in Cape Town. Yeah. So um, I started there and I did two years studying there. And straight after I graduated, I went straight into training um, yeah. with Steiner. And yeah, and straight from there, I went onto the ship. I wasted no time because I knew from the get-go that cruise ships is what I wanted to do. Um, Traveling is what I'm passionate about. So I really wanted a job that would allow me to um, work and travel at the same time. And before you studied the International Mm -hmm. Academy, did did you know before you even went into study that Steiner was the only option? Or had you not decided before? I didn't actually know much about like the different companies on cruise ships and things like that. I just knew that um, I just knew that I wanted to work on a cruise ship, but I didn't know much about it. Like I only found out when I was actually at college. That's when I got more information about it. But like before college, I didn't know anything really. And before you even started studying, did you always know that beauty was what you wanted to study or how did you make that decision? Actually, no. So (laughs) what happened was after high school um, and actually like during high school, I always wanted to study psychology. So um, yeah. So when I graduated from high school, I went um, to UWC and I um, was doing a BA um, and I was going to major in psychology. So (laughs) I did that for about, two and a half years and then I dropped out because I was just very unhappy and I didn't really know why at the time but like over time I realized that it was just something that I wasn't passionate about like 
when I started doing psychology, I was like, oh, this is actually not what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> it so just you, wasn't so for me. Studied, so you actually studied um, at UWC for two and a half years. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's But I think within, within the beauty industry, having those two and a half years of a psychology BA... Yeah, it helps. Yeah, yeah of it does. It does, hundred percent. So I'm really glad I did it. It wasn't completely for nothing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just knew that um, just being becoming a psychologist was not exactly what I wanted to do, and my passion yeah. lied elsewhere. And okay. it took me it took me two and a half years to figure it out, but I figured it out, and yeah, that's how I got into the beauty industry eventually. And after those two and a half years, did you know? Before you decided to drop out of, of that BA, did mm-hmm. you know I actually really want to study beauty, or what was that like turning point for you? That yeah, so moment. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like um, in that half a year, that last half. That's when I realized because I was just I was always passionate about like makeup and nails and things like that, yeah. and. Um, it was always just something that I was interested in. So I was always watching YouTube videos and watching like, you know, those type of things and reading up about, reading up about like techniques and stuff like that. Cause it was just interesting. And I just wanted to know for like doing makeup on myself and doing my own nails and things like that. I wanted to know how to do it. And then um, the love of that just like manifested and it just grew and grew and grew. And then um, I was just like, you know what? I can actually like make it, a job out of this I can make a career out of this yeah and initially it was very scary because I thought like um a lot of people was gonna look at me differently because I at at the time I felt like the beauty industry was kind of looked down upon in a sense like it was basically like if you if you're not the smartest then you go into beauty type of thing yeah that's how it was seen especially like in my family like it wasn't one of those prestigious jobs like it wasn't like a doctor or a lawyer or something like that you know what I mean it was kind of looked at as lesser than so I was kind of nervous and scared about like telling my parents that I want to go into beauty but actually everyone was very supportive and to, to a lot of people it made sense that I wanted to go into that field because they could see back then already that I was more that way inclined so um yeah so I got a lot of support when I changed over and when I was actually studying I realized that you do need a lot of like um a lot of basically motivation to study and things like that because it's a lot of studying it's not just practical there's a lot of um, theory there's a lot of theory that goes behind it as well so it's not something that like people think it's so easy to do beauty, but it's not actually as easy as people think it is. Um, yeah. But it was a lot of fun and it was very easy for me to, to go into that industry and to be able to study because everything that I was learning, it just it was so interesting to me. So I just absorbed everything that I was taught in college. Yeah, that's when you know that mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing, when it just, it yeah. just flows and, it's yes. and you enjoy actually studying for the exams and enjoy... Yes. Yeah, that's when you know exactly. And yeah. I like what you said there with um, there is a huge stigma on the beauty industry. If you go to study to be a beauty therapist or a nail technician, mm-hmm. people do tend to look down at you. Yeah, um, but I think that's what makes 
beauty professionals so strong, you know, because yes. they they have had to face that with their parents, with their families, with their friends. Yes. But, yeah, I really take my hat off to you for making that drastic change <laughs> to follow yeah. your, your passion. Yeah. And that's also sometimes why I don't like telling people that I studied psychology previously, because yeah. when they find that out, they're like, really, you left psychology for beauty? And it's kind of like a shock to them. They find it so surprising that I, you know, that I went to university and stuff like that. Yeah. So they still, you still find that that stigma still around, like to this day. So, yeah. And I also think um, a lot of psychologists or certified psychologists would mm-hmm. probably not like what I'm about to say, but <laughs> I think with what we do in the beauty industry, when you have your clients coming in, I mean. How many clients have you had that have been in tears or talking oh, yeah. about their the drama at home? Oh yes, you know? and it, and they're asking you for answers. <laughs> yes, we are like a little bit of a psychologist to each client because yeah. what our job is such a holistic um, experience, like for the for the client, because um, we work on the mind, body, and soul and everything. So. It's very, a lot of them feel like they can open up to us and they do yeah. like confide in us sometimes. And yeah. um, especially working on the ship as well, you do get a lot of older guests and a lot of them are not really in contact with their families anymore and things like that. So they do feel like they can talk to us and like, you know, they don't really get to talk to anybody. So they come to us and they just chat through the entire treatment. And I don't mind because I know that they, sometimes they just need that person that will listen. Yeah. Um, no, I completely, I completely agree. And I, I think those are the people as well, those clients and those guests are, are the people that won't necessarily go and book in for a psychology session. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so when, what year was it when you decided to go work for Steiner? Um, that was in 2016. Okay. That was my first contact. So that's when I started... I actually, I did my interview into, at the end of 2015 and yeah. I got accepted, um, but I couldn't um, do the training yet because I was still um, in college. I hadn't graduated college at that time. So, okay. um, yeah, so I graduated at the end of 2015 and then I started my training in March of 2016. Okay. My training was about three, three weeks. Yeah. And then about like a week after training, they just called me up and they were like, Tiffany, you're flying out tomorrow to get your ship. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and what were you trained in um, during those three weeks at the Steiner Training Academy? So in that training, I was trained to be a life therapy facialist. So I was okay. trained in facials. They didn't train us in any body treatments. That was a separate group. But um, okay. I just did t- um, training with facials. I did end up going back to training so that I could be trained in all the massages and body treatments and stuff. Okay. But, um, but my first training was facials. They trained me to be a facialist. And did you have a choice in that or were you pretty much told? What no, we were, we were told. So basically there was a big group of us that went to training. And then yeah. um, after the first two days, I think, that's when they split us up. And it wasn't... Um, any of like it wasn't our decision they just called out the names and they just split us in two different groups and they said okay one group is doing body treatments other group is doing facials and that was it and how did you feel about that I was I mean I was just happy to be there <laughs> like I yeah. really it didn't really matter to me 
Um, but I did enjoy the training and I did yeah. love doing the facial training, yeah. And was that um, those three weeks, was it quite intense or how did you find those, those three weeks? It was really intense. Like um, in those few hours during the day when we, were, when we had training, there was yeah. so much information that was like crammed into our brains. And then like two days later, we had an exam based on everything that we learned. You know what I mean? In those past yeah. two days. So it was just like, <laughs> it was just a lot of information to take in. And then it was obviously, it was the theory, the product knowledge, and then the practical. And there was machines involved because we were doing um, the machine with the facial. So we had to know everything about the machine. And so it was a lot to cover in the three weeks yeah. um, but there is a lot of support from the um, from the tutors and stuff so um, okay. yeah so after those three weeks of training did you feel ready to go on board or how were you feeling after the training so the training I was confident with the treatments but I was just nervous about going on the ship but everything yeah. else like the training equipped you with everything I mean they gave us all the tips and tricks that we needed um, for like doing the treatments and things like that and to retail and stuff like that. They taught us all of that. So yeah. I had all the knowledge, but it was just putting that knowledge into practice and actually going onto the ship. That was what made me nervous. Yeah. And yeah, so I was a little bit scared because it was my first time like leaving South Africa by myself. So yeah. it was a very scary thing and I was very nervous. But the training, the trainers did everything that they that they could. So I felt prepared in that sense. Yeah. And which ship was your first ship that you went on? My very first ship was um, the Serenade of the Seas with Royal Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. And and do you remember that first day arriving at the ship and embarking? I remember it like it was yesterday, Kerry, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what had happened was, um, so Steiner put us up in the, in like in a hotel, but it's more like a motel thing. Like it's nothing, it's nothing fancy. It's not a five yeah. star place. It's something very dingy kind of <laughs> place. But anyways, so um, when I checked in, I asked him to give me a wake up call the next day because my phone had died and um, I didn't have, um, the adapter to to plug my charger into the into the wall, so I couldn't charge my phone. My phone was dead, oh so I, I had no way to tell the time. So I asked them if they can give me a wake up call so that I could be on time to get to the ship, yeah. and they said yes and everything. And the next morning, I wake up and I start getting ready, and I didn't get the wake up call. So I'm in my mind, I woke up before the time. So I'm thinking, oh, I have all the time in the world. And then I get the call and I'm thinking, oh, this is my wake up call. So I answer the phone and the woman's like, oh, your taxi's here waiting to take you to the ship. And I was like, oh, my word. I was like, oh, my God, I'm not ready. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late. So I rush down, get into the taxi. They take us to the ship. And then when I get there, all the crew members are just lined up and we're all just waiting. So the ship ended up being so late. We were supposed to be there at eight o'clock. And the yeah. ship only arrived like just before one in the afternoon. Oh, so we just stood, goodness. we stood outside in the sun for hours and hours and hours waiting for the ship. And when you're in Steiner training, they always tell you, don't be late. You have to be on time for your first yeah. day. And, you know, they're very strict and they, they, they emphasize like be on time. Yeah. 
and dress in business and yes <laughs> so i'm there in my in my business casual outfit and all the other crew members are just dressed like casual and yeah. i'm the only one there in my business casual standing there all awkward uncomfortable but anyways um eventually the ship came and because the ship came so late everything was just a rush because um you know because then after the ship um docks you have to get all the guests off and then get the guests on and all everyone was just running around like crazy it was chaos on the ship because mm-hmm. it's embarkation day and you're docking late so it's just it's a complete frenzy so and it's a huge ship royal caribbean's um... yeah it's, it's actually it's one of their more medium-sized ships the one that oh, okay. i was on so it wasn't one yeah. of the big ones but it was yeah. still it was still hectic and everyone was just running around and i didn't know whether i was coming or going because it's my first time and i don't know what to do and uh it's just, it's a lot. It was overwhelming, to yeah. say the least. Yeah, it, that's the right word, overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, was it your manager who you, who you met first or who came to, to fetch you? No. So they sent, um, so there was actually two of us that joined on that day from the spa. So yeah. it was myself and another facialist and we joined together and she was also South African. And um, so they sent the, a different facialist to come and get us from the crew office so yeah. she was who I met first and then she took us to our cabins and then she took us to the spa and then that's where we met like the rest of the team. Okay. And do you yeah. remember how you felt? Were you, how, how did you feel meeting? How big was your team actually? Oh, uh, we were, I know there was, there was about like 10 massage therapists and then there was three facialists, two nail techs, four hairstylists. There was an assistant manager, a manager. We had two fitness and we okay. had the acupuncturist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was quite big. And how was your first contract? It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a roller coaster of emotions, really. It was, there was a lot of ups and downs, but it's yeah. all part of the, of the learning process um, because you, you get on the ship and you kind of don't know what to do but then you kind of learn the rope slowly but surely and yeah. you kind of get a feel for it and you you make yourself comfortable and you get yourself into the groove and whatever and then once you get going then it's much easier so once you start like giving like doing that first retail package then it starts coming easier after that yeah. thing. so once you get settled it's easy um, but there was definitely ups and downs um, because of the itinerary that the ship did as well. There was sometimes where there was like um, there was less traffic in the spa, so we really had to go out there and go and get our guests, and that was hard. Getting the guests to come to the spa sometimes yeah. was really really hard. So there was times where revenue would go down just because of crews we were doing that week. So it was, there was a lot of ups and downs in the spa because when the revenue goes down, pressure goes up, the managers are, have to, you know, get the revenue in. And then when that happens, the whole team is kind of on edge and tense and stuff like that. So um, it didn't happen often, but when it did happen, it was a bit like tense in the spa. Yeah. But yeah. And did you have um, one manager for your entire contract? I had two. Okay. Yeah. And how were they? The, they were they were both really nice. Um, my first manager was from Durban. Okay. Um, yeah, so she was South African. She was really, really nice. But she was um, 
I wouldn't say strict, but she she was she was very good at her job. Let's just say that okay. she was very she was very motivating. Uh, she she was a, she was chilled. If you were doing your job and you were getting you know you were doing everything that you were supposed to be doing, but, you know if you were if you were slacking a little bit with your revenue, then she would be like on your case, giving you that extra push that you need. So yeah. she was very um, hands on in that sense. But furthermore, she kind of like let you do what you needed to do and you could always go to her for help. She was really helpful. Um, but yeah, she was the sweetest. She was really nice. And then um, second, she was from the UK and um, she was very good with her, um, with her morning trainings. So we would do like breakfast club in the morning where you come into work half an hour early and you yeah. do little trainings like retail training and stuff like that. But she made it fun. Like she turned it into games so okay. she made it very fun and engaging and stuff like that. So, yeah, she was a lot. She was a lot of fun. Good. And did yeah. you, after you finished your first contract with Steiner, did you go back for a second contract? Initially, I didn't. I decided like I was like, okay, I tried it. It, it was nice, but it was just an experience, and I'm, you know, I'll yeah. just take what I learned from that, and I'm gonna, you know, work on land, which yeah. I did for about. For about three months and then I was like you know what no the ships are calling me the ocean is calling me I have <laughs> so after my first contract I didn't really know that I was gonna go back yeah but um yeah after my after working on land for three months I was like no I my soul is just crying to go back so um I emailed Steiner and I said look I want to go back but I want to learn the body treatments this time like I want to try something different I want to see if I, if I like it so I went back to training for um, massage and body treatment. So like the detox wraps and body scrubs and all of that things. And then the bamboo massage, hot stones, all of that stuff. So I went yeah. to training for that. And then I went back on board. And what was your reason for rather doing body over facials? I just, I just wanted to try something new. I wanted to know how to do um, all of the treatments so that was part of it. And then the other part was um, the brand that I was doing facials with was yeah. getting discontinued. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, well, because the brand that we were using at the time was La Therapy. Yeah. Um, so we were doing La Therapy and Elemis and then La Therapy was getting discontinued. So I was like, well, um, if I do the body treatments, I'm still working with Elemis. So like, it's fine. I was like, let me just try body and see how it goes. And I, I think it's actually good to have both um, those certificates, to have the facial certificates and the body certificates as well. Yeah, because it gives you also more treatments that you yes. able to do on board. Yeah, so you have a variety when you go on yeah. board. So um, say, for instance, if I'm doing body treatments, but maybe one of the facialists are sick, I can still cover them and do their facials for them because I'm, I'm trained in the facials as well yeah. or vice versa. Exactly. So did you go back for another full standard contract after training in body as well? Um, no, I didn't do a full contract. <laughs> okay. No, the second time I did not do a full contract. Okay. And um, how long did you go back on for? It was about four months. Okay. Four months, yeah, something like that. And then I left to join um, Canyon Ranch. Okay, and then did you go straight from Steiner to Canyon Ranch? I did, yes. And the burning question, 
Steiner versus Canyon Ranch. How how do they compare? <laughs> so <laughs> when I was on board with Steiner, I got a lot of um, like there was a lot of people telling me to try Canyon Ranch because they were like, oh, you know, um, Canyon Ranch. It's not so much pressure. Like it's it's much easier and it's nicer to work for Canyon Ranch. Blah blah blah. And it was the case of the grass is always greener on the other side. Like yeah. once you get there, you realize it's exactly the same. There's no difference. Steiner and Canyon Ranch are almost exactly the same. So um, yeah, so there wasn't much difference. But um, yeah, because Canyon Ranch, they do say that they are more service-based um, company. So they yeah. try to push for services more, but it's still pressure either way because either way you still have to make that revenue so they're still going to push you to make the revenue whether it's in services or retail yeah and um would you go back are you going back um so at the moment so i've done two contracts with canyon ranch so far two okay. full contracts and um so i was supposed to join a viking ship um, in April of this year, but then obviously yeah. Cor- Corona said no. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but um, the Viking ships is with a they with a different company. They with the Live Nordic. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so one of my friends from Steiner actually, she's a tra- she became a trainer for Live Nordic, okay. and um, yeah, so she convinced me to come over to her and work with her. Um, with Live Nordic. So I did the interview and um, they they accepted me and they were going to put me on a ship in April. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that... No, it's okay. <laughs> I think it's changed literally yeah. everyone's entire world. It and does. It, it really turned everything upside down. But we adapt and we move forward, yeah? Yeah. And with your experience working on cruise ships, what were some of um, your highs on board? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> uh, well, on board, it's mostly the traveling, like all the places that I got to see. Yeah. That was definitely one of the big, big highs. Um, yeah, there were so many different places. I never thought, like, when I was younger, I never thought that I would see all these different places. Yeah. Um, and now I've seen like most of the world is like basically only two continents that I still have to go to. It's just South America and Asia. And then, then I'm done and I've seen everything. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And what, <laughs> so that's was definitely your, a high. what was your favorite place that you, that you traveled to? You know, people always ask me this and I can never give them one answer because I love different places for different things. Yeah. So, like, um, I think Iceland is really, really beautiful. Um, I really enjoyed New Zealand as well. New Zealand's also one of my favorites. Um, and then also the island of Aruba is also one of my favorites because um, I just love the vibe. It's mm. almost similar. It's similar to Cape Town. Like, they've got a very chilled, laid-back kind of energy, and I just love that about them. It's the happy island. But yeah. Yes, it is. It's so happy. <laughs> But yeah, I love different places for different reasons. Yeah. So it's difficult to choose like one place. No, I completely understand. Yeah. And um, so since you've been home, when did you finish your last contract? So I finished my contract 
on the 30th of January. Okay, so you've been yeah, home this basically this whole uh, For year. a long time, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what have you been doing? So, um, I have actually been, I'm in the process of starting my own, like, freelance makeup okay. business type of thing. Yeah. So, I'm leaning towards that. So, I'm kind of building my kit to do freelance makeup because yeah. um, makeup is also something that I'm really, really passionate about. Yeah. And in the beginning, I was always scared to make makeup my job because I always thought that I was going to lose the the passion and the creativity and all of that that goes with it if it became like a job, you know? Yeah. I was really scared of that happening. So that kind of put me off for a long time. But then also what Ships has done for me, Ships has given me the opportunity to um, kind of explore my makeup skills as well because on my first contact um, I was approached by one of the photographers on board um, and he wanted to basically um, build his portfolio he wanted to add some things into his portfolio and he asked if I would do the makeup for the photo shoot Um, yeah so I was like yeah of course why not so we did some um, very creative um, makeup for this photo shoot so I did that so um, working with the photographer was really, it was really a nice experience. I enjoyed it so much. And then on my last contact that I just had, um, there was a fashion show that happened on board. Okay. And um, myself and another colleague, we were asked to do the makeup for the fashion show. So we were doing makeup on models um, for this fashion show. And that was also such an amazing ex- experience. And I was like, wow, like that's when I was like, I actually can't do this as a job because if I if I was getting paid to do this, I would be like, you know, it would be amazing. Yeah. Because I had so much fun. And so I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a go. I'm going to see if I can um, basically go into the makeup side of things as well. That is amazing. And yeah. um, do you have a specific style of makeup that you love doing or is it pretty much everything? It's... Well, I, I really enjoy doing, um, like, as a as a hobby type of thing, I like doing um, special effects makeup. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of, like, those type of things in, like, my spare time, but just on myself. And I don't, like, document or take pictures or anything like that. Why? But then I... <laughs> because I feel like I'm still, like, kind of testing the waters with that. I don't feel very confident in that yet. Yeah. Um, but like I do a lot more um colorful looks and like um colorful smoky eyes type of thing. That's like what I what I'm really good at. Yeah. Um but yeah, I can do everything. I can do like bridal kind of makeup, natural looking makeup, I can do like very dramatic uh, makeup as well. So I can do all of it. Um yeah. but yeah. That is amazing. And um yeah. have you so with starting freelance, have you um, had your first client yet? How's it all going? So I'm first, initially I'm building my kit okay. first because most of my kit is just what I use on myself. And obviously I'm not okay. going to put that into my professional kit because of hygiene reasons. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of building up my kit, getting all like the, um, like all the different color foundations and concealers and stuff so that I can work on a on a wide range of skin tones because that's what I really want to do. I want to be able to work on different skin types, different skin tones, different 
um, undertones and everything. So I'm getting all of those, um, all my equipment together, all my tools that I need, getting that together. And then once I get that started, I'm going to start building my portfolio and then um, I'll go from there. That is amazing. And have you chosen a brand, a specific brand, or are you kind of just doing the products that you love to work with? Yeah, I'm I'm using what I know is good and what I know um, works, basically, yeah. so, which is like a little bit of everything. I think um, using one brand only kind of limits, um, it limits you, you're limiting yourself in a sense, because yeah. at the moment, the beauty industry is so vast when it comes to products, there's so many different brands and so many different options. So um, I wouldn't just um, limit myself to one brand. There's way too much out there. That is that is so exciting. Yeah, and I'm it is. so happy that you have decided to do that because you are so yeah. talented and you, <laughs> you love doing it. You, it makes you so happy. I do. So yes. It makes me happy that you <laughs> that you're doing that. And I can't wait to to see what what you what you end up doing with it because I know it's yeah. going to be a success. Thank you. Really you know, know, you are kind of my inspiration because like seeing the moves that you've been making, I mean the last time I saw you was what, two years ago? Yeah. And like what you've done since then is just so amazing. And it's so inspiring to just see, like you are so motivated. You're such a go-getter and so ambitious. And like just watching you do all of this has motivated me in a sense. Well, so, I'm yeah. glad it's motivated <laughs> you. And thank you. I really, <laughs> I really do appreciate that. And lastly, before we, mm. we end off, um, with all of your years of experience and looking yeah. back now with hindsight, what is the most important lesson that you've learned that you'd like to share? The most important lesson? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> if you like, had I've to speak so to the younger version of Tiffany, yeah. what advice would you give her? I would just tell her that even in her lowest of lows, she just needs to keep on pushing, just keep on going, just stay motivated and never give up because there is a lot of obstacles that will come your way. But mm-hmm. once you once you overcome it, the feeling of accomplishment is just, it's, it's worth it. It's worth the fight. So just keep going. That is amazing thank you so much for that you're welcome thank you for joining us today on the podcast thank you so much for having me thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the red lips and stilettos podcast with tiffany jade If this podcast is something that inspires you or sparks that inner flame in your belly, I would love you to join the conversation. Become engaged. Let this podcast re-inspire, motivate, and connect you to the why you chose this industry. Every Friday morning, South African Standard Time, a new episode will be released. I look forward to our next episode, but that is it for now. Until next time, stay safe and most importantly, stay connected.